Hello everyone, Mike here with a review of Sleep No More. Wait, just Sleep No More, you ask? I thought you were doing two episode reviews per show. Well, yes, that was the plan. However, a few things have cropped up that have caused our Sleep No More review to be released on its own. The major factor is that if you follow our Facebook page, which you should, it's now Emma's turn to take her computer in for repairs. She was a bit cagey as to the reasons why, but I suspect a certain American football team located in the state of Michigan may have contributed to this new spate of technical difficulties here on The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Uh, the other factor is that uh, the end of The Face of the Raven is a cliffhanger, so we thought it only fair to the overall storyline of the series finale to do Face the Raven, Heaven Sent and Hellbed in one larger show. So apologies for this abrupt change and thank you for your patience. Now without further ado, here's our thoughts on Sleep No More. Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension, you're listening to The Greatest Show in the Galaxy now. You will play this podcast to your family, won't you? And your friends and everyone, really. Oh, of course. May the gods look favourably upon you, Mike. So, um, Margate is asleep no more. Now, mm. I... This is going to be a tough one for me because I honestly don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I think the core concept was solid. Yes. But it just... It didn't click... But there was some good beat, beats in it. But it's... Ugh. Mm, and not, and none more Mark Gatiss script in that case. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's very I true. I mean, looking at his, his previous work, I think mm. you could really... That is that is his hallmark, essentially. Yeah. Um, sort of the RTD syndrome of loads of good scenes, loads of good bits, but not quite being a coherent narrative mm. also i think they I, i'm gonna say that i really admired the ambition of this story yeah. and that you know obviously it got this label of you know it's found footage and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing um but they they sort of tackled it in quite an interesting way and yeah. um you know just when you're starting to sort of realize that conceit is sort of falling apart that they explain it and so you know in, in that way it was quite quite interesting and I admire them for doing something different mm -hmm. however this yeah. um, kind of nesting narrative that they went for of like okay so you think it's this one thing and now we're gonna change it and now it's this and then we're gonna change it now it's that mm -hmm. I think it left a lot of people quite cold yes very much so I did a bit of looking around on uh, message boards and stuff and uh, a lot of people were down on this yeah, really down on this. There was quite really a bit of worst it. episode ever. Yeah, no, it's not not the worst episode ever. I think it's just sort of. I think it's just because it got so muddled. It yeah. just, it just, it just like falls flat. You know. Mm. Um, right. So let's let's break it down a little bit. What I'd right. I'd like to sort of bring up uh, the monsters first of all. <laughs> Maybe the most disgusting monsters in uh, Doctor Who history. Hmm. Very possibly. I mean, and, you know, yeah. very, very sort of effective and that kind of, you know, open mouth, sort of jaw in the chest area kind I, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Sandman. I think personally, I think it would have been a lot more creepier still if because obviously these are the victims of the, the Morpheus device. Mm. If they had just been like more a bit more like the future kind 
from Utopia. Mm. So recognizably human, but completely batshit insane. You know what I mean? I think I would have yeah. worked better rather than the sort of like lumpy messes that we're... Anyway, not to say they're bad, but I don't know. I think, I think it would have served the horror a lot better. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's sort of, I think, um, I sort of admired it because I sort of expected them to be gooey. Because mm. when you see things like that, you, you just sort of expect them to be all sort of drippy and horrid, yeah. but they weren't. I mean, I, I thought that was quite an interesting decision. Mm. Um, I would say, thinking about this episode and then seeing the monsters, it's essentially if Doctor Who meets The Ring, Dead <laughs> Space, and Event Horizon. Yes. I was waiting for someone to go Liberate to Tutome Ex Inferius at some point. <laughs> Yeah, where's Lawrence Fishburne when you need him? Yeah, old fat Larry. He'll save the day. Yay. <laughs> Although, mind you, I mean, I'm quite glad we didn't go some of the extremes that uh, Event Horizon went to. Mm. There's far too much eye gouging in that movie. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was kind of, I mean, because obviously sort of enjoying all that kind of space opera space horror sort of things it's it's really easy to fall into these traps of like oh it's aliens mashed with this oh it's mm-hmm. it's this thing mashed with this thing and although i've sort of brought up three things which immediately came to my mind it every time it sort of threatened to to step into a real cliche place it kind of took a side step which i thought was quite interesting hmm yeah, I mean, also you could throw say it's a little bit aliens as well when you've got like the the rescue team, like like the the way their gear looks, as mm. well. As well, you know, you because you've got the obvious hallmark of the sort of the, the ubiquity of uh, far what we regard we sort of call far eastern culture, sort mm-hmm. of yeah permeating everything, which is something that a lot of um, a lot of sci fi kind of tends towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like the uh, the mention of the Great Catastrophe. Because mm. it's like, it seems like India and Japan have actually gotten physically mashed together. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair old move. Mm. I think you are slightly unconvinced about my assertion that it sort of took a sidestep when it was threatening to get kind of cliched. And especially when we're talking about the found footage stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, um, just when I thought the found footage thing, the conceit was starting to fall apart. Yeah. They kind of bailed themselves out of it. No. Like, sort of, because you, you sort of go, right, okay, well, we're just going to see the body cams. Mm-hmm. And then you realise sort of, uh, well, I mean, because right as I go, well, hang on a minute, how's the Doctor, how are we seeing things from the Doctor's point of view? Because he's not wearing a body cam. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been in the Morpheus machine. No. And then they sort of, just as I my mind sort of went there, they went, aha, but this, and then yeah. explained explained what was happening there. And, yeah, you know, the they, dust they, cameras. The dust cameras, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think this, um, the, the science on this gets very sort of like, I right. I'm not saying it worked. No, okay. but I'm just saying that you know, I thought it was interesting that right as my brain was going, hang on a minute, they sort of <laughs> went, ah, oh, but actually, Emma, right, you of that thing that you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's fair enough, but it, it's yeah. it's still a bit sort of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and the, I think the the main problem is that in an effort to escape these cliches, mm-hmm. too much got added. You know, there's too yeah. much in this trifle. I mean, you've even got like the the Glados esque computer bit, mm. which I don't know. That kind of didn't really need to be there. 
No. I mean, but again, it's that sort of thing of it's the future, therefore all, all computers must be like this. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, as as we were watching it, Chuck said to me, "Is this, this is going to be like The Foretold again. It's sort of, it, it was it was reminding him of Mummy and the Orient Express, and mm. just like I say, because you because for me, I mean, just just as you were sort of watching it and trying to work out where it was going, mm. it just sort of stopped. Mm. I just I, it it felt to me like this script just kind of needed it either needed another five minutes or it needed like another revision. I feel. Yeah, I think I think more the latter. I think. Mm. So I think it could have, it could have very easily told the story. Within the time frame, I think it's just gone a bit muddled somehow. Like yeah, it really got. I mean, like I say, just trying to this sort of matryoshka doll of of plot, mm-hmm. just kind of you know, just kind of it, it ran it it ran itself out of time essentially, and mm-hmm. as such, it it just felt. I mean, this the thing that keeps coming up about this is like oh, it, it felt disjointed, mm. and um, but then again, given what the reveal at the end is, well, near the end is it. Mm. it it's it, it's fair enough that it's disjointed because it's it's effectively it's kind of I mean the events did happen but the sequencing's just like made up like so to actually create a, like a narrative you know Rasmussen actually creates the narrative himself because mm. yeah. I mean, the doctor keeps saying it's like a story it's mm-hmm. it pla- I mean like I say I mean I'm sure that Mark Gatiss thought this was super clever mm. so I'm going to get him with all this you know no one's going to work them out you know and at the end reveal, I mean, I've got to give a shout out to that last couple of minutes at the mm-hmm. end with the you know, your man's face. Yeah. Oh, that, that was... was creepy as hell. And yes. And all that thing of like, oh, you know, you can feel it in your eye. My fucking eyes started twitching away like a bloody. <laughs> of course it did. You know, yeah. and it's <laughs> that. That's that's like a grade so out of limit shit. That it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, that I would... was great stuff. Yeah, I mean, if there's one genuinely brilliant thing I will take away from this episode, it's that ending. When it's just like, yes. whoa, okay. A bit out of left field, but yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah, it's like just when he's, like, he rubs, he takes his glass off and he rubs his eye and the whole eye socket caves in. It's like, yeah. whoa. I mean, me and you have talked about that thing in, I think it's in Time of Angels, mm-hmm. that um, of Flesh and Stone, that, you know, where Amy rubs her eye and the, the dust... Uh, falls out of it. I mean, me and you have gone on endlessly about that. I don't do well with eye grief. Mm-hmm. It's one of my things. Everyone who watches, you know, horror movies and sci-fi and stuff has one thing that just makes them go... And, and for me, it's eye stuff. I can't be doing with eye stuff. And um, Yeah, for me, it's yeah. that and seeing people get injected. Like, you see, like, the, the needle get, go, going into the skin. It's like, oh, God, no. I, I bet you hate that bit in... Um, have you seen Pitch Black? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he, he shoots up into his eye, into his tear duct. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Moving on. <laughs> yes. 10,000% ick. 10,000% <laughs> nope. 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 Get hope on that nope train. Um, But yeah, it's. It, it, in a way, I think that. People were sort of comparing this to the disappointment they felt with like fear her and stuff like that, and I think that's kind of a ridiculous comparison to make. It's it's nowhere near as that as bad as that. I mean, for me, it's one of those episodes that's like I see its ambition, mm-hmm. and 
I, you know, in a way, I've got a lot of admiration for it, but it didn't work for me narratively. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's also kind of, like, bad when you sort of, like, as the Doctor, Clara, and um, Nagata, is this the, the commander? Yeah, yeah, yeah Nagata. When they're uh, fleeing towards the TARDIS, the Doctor's going, like, none of this makes any sense. It's just sort of like, oh, that's... Uh, yeah, it's like don't don't point out the thing that your audience is thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those unfortunate things. I mean, but it's one of those that I watch, and because I'm I'm not a writer, I don't write scripts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I sort of struggle to think about how I would change it, and the only thing I can think is if you're going to go with this found footage conceit, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to stick or twist. It it I feel like you can't sort of bail out of it halfway mm-hmm. through. Yeah, I mean, um, it gets to a point where near the end, when they're trying to like flee the ship, it's like it goes to a more sort of traditional camera setup. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, I mean, and and although you sort of it, it again is that idea of oh, you know, I put it together in the best way I could to make sense, and you think, did you go to director school? Because <laughs> this is, I mean, you could say you could sort of put it in with that idea of, oh, you know, he's he's trying to make it a story, so he put together like a like it was TV, mm-hmm. but that's really kind of stretching the credibility of the story a bit. Yeah, but I do have to say, I did like uh, Rishi Smith as Rasmussen. Oh yeah, um, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, well, of course, when when it got to the bit where I was like, oh no, the Sandmen are going to be the future, and when he was doing that bit, it was like, ah, okay, it's a bit sort of like stock, sort of bit um, villainy. Yeah, like Harrison Chase, you know, from uh, Seeds of Doom. Mm. But um, but no, like they say, the twist at the end was like, oh god, on my. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like that that twist gave gave the story sort of some considerable rope. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I would have felt about it if um, if they had admitted that scene wasn't in there. Mm. Or if they'd uh, played that card a little earlier. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do want... Um, I mean, because I did sort of find myself looking at the clock mm-hmm. when this when this sequence started, and I thought, oh, how are they going to... Oh, it's oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I, I sort of almost feel bad about slamming it for that point because again sort of bringing up flesh and stone mm-hmm. i mean flesh and stone is a better episode but also just kind of doesn't end or it had it had bits that didn't really fit together uh, or as mm. we felt mm-hmm. and um and then suddenly later on it made sense yeah so the the so-called continuity area yeah so i'm kind of feeling are we gonna have a similar situation with this are we gonna see you know because uh spoiler alert folks we're recording this uh just after the episode went out mm-hmm. um are we gonna have a have a the sort of situation like that where we see face the raven or something or maybe episode 12 or the christmas special and then suddenly everything will become clear hmm i don't know it'd be interesting if they did come back to this and see if they can uh make something out of it but it's just I, I don't, honestly I don't know. My my reluctance is to slam it for not gelling mm-hmm. because could something come and make it gel? Yeah, that's true. Is 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 it is it possible that it it feels? I mean, again, I'm giving it ever such a lot of rope, but uh, is it just that it feels disjointed because we're missing something that's going to come up? 
Mm. I mean, like I say, Flesh and Stone had nowhere near this amount of a pro- this problem. Mm-hmm. It, it was much more just sort of a couple of little bits. But is is it? Are we going to see something that kind of makes you go oh, about yeah. the ending? I was going to say it doesn't take away from the fact that the the structure of the episode itself mm-hmm. is it, it just kind of didn't work in that respect. Mm. It'd be interesting if they did do something with this, and then it'd be interesting to see like what people like say. Like, if that does happen, like, whether the people will go back and look at uh, Sleep No More in a different light. Yeah. I mean, part, I mean, because partly the fan reaction, it sort of reminded me, not as extreme, but how Love and Monsters was universally torched. Mm. People fucking hated Love and Monsters. And then all of a sudden, like a few years ago, it sort of got this revival mm-hmm. almost. And, you know, now it's sort of acknowledged as maybe one of the best episodes that they've done or most unique or sort of the most to dig out of it. So mm. could could we get something similar here with, you know, if they do um, decide to um, do something different mm. with it and, you know, we get some narrative added on we find some more out it gets a sequel yeah you know will it be will there be i can i can see there's sort of some revisionist love coming up for it yeah well actually i did read uh, today that um stephen moffat did ask mark gates to write a sequel to sleep no more so who knows it worries me that, that there's no sequel already in place mm. you know if, if you're gonna leave it with a, a ruddy great cliffhanger like that then yeah. i want there to be something to happen with it you can't just go oh, well put a bookmark in that and uh you know we'll fair fucks you we'll just come back to it whenever yeah well that's one thing i did or another thing i did like about the ending is the doctor doesn't really save the day he doesn't actually solve it just buggers off <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of it's something a bit different which which kind of makes you wonder if, if they actually will revisit this at a later date because it's very unlike the doctor to sort of do that you know what I mean? Well, he mm. thinks he's we thinks he solved the problem by uh, dumping the the satellite into you know Neptune's gravity. Mm. Because you could destroy the the ones because at this point you still think it's like it's the dust that's acting as a sort of virus, whereas it's actually the the video itself, which again is very uh, time of angels. You know, yeah, um, it's very time of angels. Mm. I mean, obviously the 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 idea that you know you watching the broadcast will somehow infect you is is obviously straight out of the ring mm, yeah so is it a case a bit like so cold war being the the obvious comparison that mark gates kind of genre love is kind of clouding his ability to write his own story so to speak very possibly i don't know i mean because I'm, I'm trying to like go back over his like his past episodes so we've got the unquiet dead which everybody liked didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think, I uh, think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got what was next? Was it the Lazarus experiment, or was it the one before that? No, Lazarus experiment after that, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, it is. Yeah. People didn't really like that. No, again, very, very quite, quite an average story. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, then it wasn't till Cold War did he come back, was it? Cold War, and then the, the Crimson Horror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I I love the Crimson Horror because mm-hmm. that's it was really kind of a love letter to that gothic. Yeah. You know that gothic stuff. But I mean, looking, I think Cold War is is the closest comparison to this because, mm. again, it's that kind of it, every sort of cliche about 
um, industrial workers. Yeah. Again, it's straight out of Aliens. It's straight Predator bits. Yeah. You know, it's it's as I say, it's 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 kind of almost not. It's kind of almost not his own story. It's just kind of bits that he really likes from other things with his own dialogue in it. Mm. Yeah, so I kind of... So it kind of makes you wonder, should uh, Mark Gatiss stick to... Oh, no, wait, he did Robot Sherwood as well, didn't he? He did do Robot Sherwood, yeah. Right, and people... Again, kind... just which is just a pastiche of mm. every Robin Hood story ever. Yeah. So what are we saying? He should just stick to his own... Maybe it's not so much his own like love of the genre. It's more sort of like he likes to take bits from it and play with that, and that's maybe where it falls down rather than just do it's just like be just use the setting. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think he needs a stronger hand with the edit. Mm. I, I, I think he's I think he's getting too much slack and too much space maybe to mm. to do his own thing possibly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think maybe if he had the, there was more of a tighter control on what he was doing, and someone sort of critically reading these, his text and saying, "Look, this this needs to be tighter," or mm-hmm. sort of, you know, at the, re- you know, sit down have a read through with somebody, you know, maybe yeah. two or three people, and then people sort of critically going, "Well, no, this this isn't making sense," or you know, what what, so what do we do about this or that, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, because I, I feel bad criticizing him because you know the guy has written. So many great things that I love, and mm-hmm. you know, he's, I've got a lot of admiration for him. But um, I don't know. I think because he's got that reputation, you always want his Doctor Who episodes to kind of really blow you away, and they mm. just never quite get there. For yeah. me, I mean, like I say, I mean, I only really had one which I really love, which was the Crimson Horror. Mm. Um, the other ones, I've always been like, oh, you know, it's okay. And, yeah. You know, you you kind of feel like because of his his pedigree and his ability that you know he's got with all the stuff he's got he's done outside of Doctor Who writing and mm-hmm. um, his documentary work especially is marvellous um, yeah yeah you just you just kind of like want to go, mm, just something more yeah I'm just wondering whether it's just like the, there is like sometimes it's the pressure of you know he's, he's it's no secret he's a huge fan of the show so mm-hmm. you know if you it's like get to like write for what you love you know maybe there's a bit of pressure somehow Still, you know, even though he's done what six, seven episodes at this point of New Who, you know, it's still you've you sort of expected to perform, and you know, sometimes it just doesn't quite doesn't quite get there, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, so um, I, I want to say as well. I mean. Um, I did quite. I mean, so I did find some of the some of the Doctor stuff I really liked. I liked the way mm. that Gates wrote for him. I lo- I loved that bit where the Doctor was like, uh, you know, hold, let me hold your hand because I, I need it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Capaldi again is just is great. I mean, it, this is definitely one of his weaker stories, but mm. you know, it's still. I mean, the I don't. I think maybe saw this that the the quoting was. Um, a bit heavy-handed. I don't know, mm. but um, I'm really sorry, everybody. It's very hard to sort of like put a a fine point on what exactly. It's just it, it's one of those ones. It just doesn't just doesn't gel. I mean, did it also? I th- I do wonder if part of the fact that people were kind of already turned off by this whole like it's a found footage thing when everyone mm. is sick to death of found footage at this yeah. point. 
I mean, I'll not lie. I did say when uh, we did the Series 9 preview, I wasn't too keen on the found footage stuff. So... I don't yeah, know. I mean, because I mean, we were we were flicking around Netflix last night because there's nothing else doing, mm-hmm. and you know, every fucking thing on Netflix is found footage. You know, three <laughs> teenagers do this, and mm-hmm. they all start the same way, and you know, they just they're so un. I mean, what was innovative mm-hmm. has now just become so you know so played out because they're cheapest chips to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was that bit where um where where um Rishi Smith's character apparently gets sort of glomped by the by the sandmen. Yeah. And you just sort of see that flash of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just straight put paranormal activity. Yeah. Blair Witch, Cloverfield. I quite like Cloverfield though, I hold my hand up to that. And I quite like the first couple of paranormal activity films. <laughs> I mean, because I I as much as I'm sort of slamming found footage, there's a lot of films I like the found footage wreck. Mm. Yeah. Late Mungo, you know, the first couple of paranormal activities, I'll stand by them. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, I like Cloverfield, despite mm-hmm. everything about it. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, just because they're so ubiquitous, they're so cheap, you know, they, it, they're they all so similar. I mean, I'll say because I watched a couple yesterday. Yeah. And they're just, you know, they're, they're so predictable. You can just sort of, you can just see the beats come in every time. Mm-hmm. And you know that everything that was sort of innovative about them has kind of just been beaten to death by yeah. just how many of them there are now. Mm-hmm. Just when whenever you sort of think, oh, you know, someone's going to do something new with it, it's just kind of the same old fanny essentially. Yeah, I think we kind of movies need a bit of a moratorium on fan footage stuff. Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, I mean, because there was a couple of people on my Facebook who were fans who mm. just went not going to bother with it, just didn't even give it the time of day. Because mm. it's got all that cliche of you know wobbly, wobbly sort of seasick inducing <laughs> effects and um, you know all those you know the, the I don't know I mean because part of me was like I wish they'd sort of doubled down and gone with the just start it mm. no continuity announcers just bang straight in just do a ghost yeah. watch yeah <laughs> yeah I mean even they even had a bit of a title card after the the very first uh, bit of footage with the uh, Shearsmith, where it's like it has all like, the alphanumerics and then it spells out Doctor Who. I was like, ah, that's... Well, yeah, all you really need is like the sort of the, the, the X-Files kind of ticker tape going, this this footage was discovered by this blah and, you know, mm-hmm. it, like, like it, again at the beginning of Cloverfield, you know, just like an army or serial roll number and they go... Yeah. And then sort of come in and... There it goes, sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, mean, because I, I think the problem is if they'd done this a year ago mm-hmm. before found footage, again, we talked about this in our, our Series 9 hype show. If they'd done this a year ago or 18 months ago when found footage, you know, was still hot shit, mm-hmm. um, maybe they would have got away with it. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to. Oh, should we do some scores, actually? Oh, actually, yeah, we should score it. Um... Yeah. I was really struggling with how harsh to be on this, actually. Yeah. I'm kind of in a six place. Mm, I'm more of a five. It would have Ooh. been a four, but um, obviously with the ending, that sort of bumps it up. But uh, uh, yeah, I think a five. Because it's, it's to be honest, this is... A f- if I was going to buy Series 9 off, off iTunes, this would probably be the episode I'd go, yeah, I'm not really that bothered about buying it. It's, it's yeah. it, this one is just sort of skippable. It's the I mean, skipper. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, mean, I think maybe if it, if it had been the one of two, mm. 
we would have said, okay, the first bit's a bit flabby, but the second part picks it up because we've sort of been left with this cliffhanger and then we can come back to it next week. Mm-hmm. But knowing that um, that's not the case, or, uh, so it appears, yeah, it just sort of, you go, well, okay yeah. then. I think plus what with Series 9 thus up to this point have been just pretty, really good. I think the fact that it doesn't quite hold up to the its predecessors, I think just makes it sting even more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, I think it's it's one of those cases like, you know, the shoe's got to drop some sometime. And I yeah. think when it does, it's sort of like, oh, okay. Shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, those, it's one of those things like, you sort of know it's coming, but you quietly hope. Yeah, you sort of hope that, but I mean, you know, if this is the worst the series has got to offer this, yeah. this season, you know... Oh. I'll be unreet with it. Unreet with it, to be honest, yeah. because you know we've we've endured some stinkers in our time. So, yeah. you know, and I think that if everything else is up to the quality that of the previous, and this mm-hmm. is kind of the only blip again, yeah. nowhere near as appalling as people are making it out to be. Oh no, uh, in my opinion, but you know, just a little, just a bit of a letdown after what we've had. So, mm. yeah, I think know. that's I think that's how I sort of like feel about it. It's just a letdown, and I think it just. Like I say, the whole the, the muddled nature of it, it's just sort of like oh yeah. Um, I think this will be interesting to when we when we do like a season review, mm-hmm. um, sort of going back and watching stuff again. I mean, I wonder if my my attitude will change again. Again, you know, sort of maybe there'll be something in this that helps us understand more of what's happened. So, you know, I'm I'm prepared to give it that amount of rope and I'm mm. interested to sort of see how it fits in the context of the whole season. Mm. Okay. So we'd like to hear your thoughts on Sleep No More. All the usual places, Greatest Show at simplysyndicated.com, facebook.com slash greatestshowpodcast and on Twitter at greatestshowpod. And do, of course, check out our sister podcasts on Simply Syndicated, as well as the merch store where you can buy lovely shiny things with your monies. Uh, Moss and Twigs are not accepted on the merch store at this time, but as for Dogecoin, I honestly couldn't tell you either way, sorry. So, apologies for the abrupt episode, but do join us next time for Face the Raven, Heaven Sent, and Hellbent. Ta-ka!